Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Hello, One Community. It's Mark Connor here, and it's really good to be sharing with you today at the beginning of this new year. Um, I hope you had an enjoyable Christmas and holiday season and that the year 2022 will be a great one for you. Uh, who would have thought Melbourne would become uh, not the world's most livable city, but the world's most lockdown city? Uh, what a crazy year it was and so good to put 2021 behind us and begin this new year together. Kind of feels like we're coming out of hibernation, traffic is back and uh, people are out and about again. And so hopefully life will get back to a little bit of normality as we move into this new year. Uh, today we're going to be reading a story from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 41 to 52 from the New Living Translation. Uh, Luke tells us this. Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search? Jesus asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. It's an interesting story, isn't it? Joseph and Mary losing Jesus. Uh, it's probably a little humorous for us, but a uh, pretty annoying, stressful time for them. Uh, easily done in a large group of extended family and travelers. In fact, uh, if you're a parent, maybe you've had this experience. I know Nicole and I were just talking this week, uh, remembering when our daughter, who's about to get married, was just a, a little girl. Uh, we drove to church and we came in separate cars and then we ended up both getting home and then the phone was ringing and it was uh, one of the ushers or venue managers saying, hey, <laughs> Natasha's here, um, would you come pick her up? And uh, I'm saying to Nicole, I thought you were bringing her home. She, she's saying, I thought you had her. And, uh, you know, so pretty embarrassing as a parent. In fact, um, the truth is we did that a couple of times. And so here's Joseph, Joseph and Mary. I mean, it's one thing to lose your kid. It's another thing to lose Jesus. Uh, and here it is uh, in Luke's gospel for all of us to read. You know, the truth is we know very little about Jesus' childhood, about his teenage years, or much about his life before the age of 30 when he began his ministry. However, Luke gives us some insights into Jesus at this age of 12. Uh, we, we know that Jesus grew up in a family and eventually had bro other brothers and sisters. Uh, he became a carpenter, which was a trade he would have learned from Joseph. Um, but Jesus' childhood seems to be pretty normal, uh, like any other Jewish boy at the time. Uh, at the age of 12, he's coming up to the age of accountability for a Jewish boy. This is uh, well before the traditional bar mitzvah that we're aware of today. But Jesus is getting ready to move into adulthood. 
Don't you love the, the age of childhood? Uh, whether it's uh, a baby, everyone loves a baby, and then we've got those amazing toddlers with their boundless source of energy, and then uh, they grow into children. And you know, if you're a parent there with young children, uh, you know, when our kids were little, we used to often come to church and somewhere in the foyer, there'd be an elderly couple going, oh, enjoy them while they're young, they grow very quickly, and you, you kind of laugh. Uh, but let me tell you, they were right. Blink, and before you know it, they've uh, grown and started their own families. And so do enjoy your children while they're young. You know, children are known for their playfulness, their creativity, their spontaneity, their sense of wonder and their amazing imaginations. And so no wonder later on when Jesus grew up, uh, he said uh, that we need to become like children if we, want to, if we want to enter or see the kingdom of heaven. Notice that uh, it's one thing to be childlike. Uh, it's another thing to be childish. Uh, the Apostle Paul would later say uh, we need to put away childish things because <laughs> some people grow old, but they never grow up. And so we want to put away childish things, but we would never want to stop being childlike. And we want to keep that wonder of childlikeness. And I think that's what uh, Jesus is demonstrating here at the age of 12. And so uh, unfortunately, as we grow older, we often lose many of those childlike qualities of joy and wonder and receptivity and uh, just that adventurous spirit and, and freedom to be ourselves. And so in our time together today, what, what can we learn from this narrative, from this story about Jesus? What, what, what does this story Luke has told us reveal us about who Jesus is and what God wants us to be as his followers? A couple of thoughts today. Uh, firstly, I think this story shows us that children can know God personally. He is Jesus at the age of 12 and he already has a relationship with God to the depth of knowing that God was his father. Uh, at some stage, Jesus must have discovered this relationship and this reference to God as a father is an image that's personal. It's, it's close and it becomes foundational for his life. Uh, you know, God is not a distant God. There are many pictures of God as King and Lord and sovereign. Here Jesus uh, says God is his Father. In fact, uh, later on, we learn that uh, Jesus came to show us the Father and then to make a way for all of us to become children of God. And so, you know, no matter what your earthly father or parent was like, God wants to be that perfect heavenly father to you. And so here Jesus is at the age of 12 and already he knows God and he knows God in a personal and an intimate way uh, through this image of a father. And the good news for us is that uh, we too can know God personally, whatever age you are, children uh, joining us today, right through to every age. And, you know, God's love for us uh, is not based on our performance. It's based on the fact that we are his children. Uh, a little later at the age of 30, Jesus is going to begin his ministry. And I love that story at the baptism where Jesus comes up out of the water and, and, and the father bursts out of heaven and says, uh, this is my son with him. I'm really pleased. This is my boy. You know, it's amazing. Jesus hadn't preached the sermon at that point, hadn't healed anybody, uh, hadn't really done anything spectacular or miraculous. Yet here's God the father affirming Jesus and expressing his love for him. And so, you know, God feels the same about you today. Uh, you know, I'd heard about God being father, but I don't think I really experienced it for myself until I became a father. 
And many years ago, when we had our first son, Josiah, a little redhead boy, and I remember holding him in my hands and just thinking how much I loved him, you know. Um, take away the car, take away the house, take away my job, but don't take, away, don't take away my little boy. And I was just holding him and just feeling overwhelmed with love for him. And I thought about why, why do I love him? I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't scored an A on a test. He hasn't kicked a goal in a game. He hasn't made any money. In fact, it costs us a lot of money just to get him here. <laughs> but you know what? My love for him had nothing to do with what he'd done was based on the fact that he was my child, my boy. And, and suddenly I realized that's how God feels about me. That's how God feels about you. Doesn't matter what kind of week you've had, how well you're doing, how many A's you've scored, how many goals you've kicked, how much money you've made. You know, those things are irrelevant in God's love for us. And so Jesus right here, the, the wonder of Jesus as a 12 year old is showing us that we can know God personally. We can have that intimate, close relationship, that sense of being God's child and know that his love for us is, is unconditional. It's not based on our performance. That, that, that's really, really good news. And maybe some of you need to hear that today. I think the second insight we can get from this narrative is that children can understand spiritual things. Here's Jesus in the temple among the teachers, you know, the scholars of the day, and he's listening to them and he's asking them questions and then he's giving some replies himself. And, and so here Jesus at, the, Jesus at the age of 12 is in deep conversation with people much older than him. Even at a, at a young age, we see this amazing knowledge and ability to engage with spiritual things. You know, it's the same with children today. You know, children are fun, they're adventurous, they love to laugh and play, but don't underestimate a child's capacity to know and to experience God. Uh, in, in deep and meaningful ways, sometimes humorous ways too. You might have heard the story of the little boy uh, drawing a picture and someone said, what are you drawing? And he said, I'm drawing God. And, and the teacher said, you can't do that. No one knows what God looks like. And without blinking an eyelid, he said, well, they will when I'm done. <laughs> I love that. The confidence of a child uh, knowing and experiencing spiritual things. Another funny story, uh, when our second son Ashley was young, uh, just in primary school, uh, we, we'd been to a church service and he'd been to kids church. And so we're in the car on the way home and Ashley pipes up and says, oh, hey, dad, what, what, what did the preacher talk about in big church today? Well, we'd had this guest preacher and uh, he'd done this kind of theology of prayer. And in, in the message, he was talking about how really we should pray to the father in Jesus name by the spirit. And so I was explaining to Ashley a little bit about this theological reflection on prayer. There was a pause. And then from the back seat, I heard this intense comment from this little boy going, what do you mean? I've been talking to Jesus all my life. You mean he hasn't been listening? <laughs> and so I then had to explain that, you know, God is one and we can talk to the father, the son and the spirit. Anyway, a couple of seconds later, he's talking about the football. Uh, but nevertheless, let's not uh, underestimate children's ability to engage with spiritual things. And, and I love this about Jesus here at 12. Can you see the curiosity? Uh, he's, he's asking questions. He's listening. And kids have this curiosity. And uh, again, let's not lose that as we grow older. You know, G.K. Chesterton once said, the world does not lack for wonders, but for wonder. There's so many amazing, mysterious things in our world and about God. Let's not lose that mystery, that curiosity. Children can understand spiritual things, then we can also. 
a final thought for today is that children can know their life purpose. Children can know their life purpose. Here is Jesus at the age of 12, and he already knew that his life was about being in his father's house. One translation says, I must be about my father's business. Uh, I think the Message Bible says, I must be busying myself in my father's work. And so he knew that one day he would give his whole time and energy to the father, his heavenly father's work on earth. Yes, there'd be another 18 years and he'd do some carpentry and he would have to wait for the right time. But can you see the sense of vocation, the sense of calling, this self-understanding that he has something uh, significant to do with his life? And, uh, you know, that wouldn't have just happened overnight. Uh, would have been some input from uh, family and friends and parents. But here, Jesus, even at 12, has a sense of his life purpose. And, you know, children today can experience the same thing from a very young age. Children can have a sense of not only knowing God, but having a sense of purpose and mission for their life. You know, sometimes that uh, happens you know, just in a moment. Sometimes it's gradual. Uh, sometimes that knowledge is really clear. Sometimes it takes a journey or a process of time until that clarity comes. Uh, but, but children can have a sense that they're here for a contribution. You know, no one wants to be useless. We all want to be useful. And, uh, you know, not every child's academic, not every child's musical, not every child is uh, athletic. They're all wired differently and they don't come as a blank slate. And so as parents, it's not about us uh, shaping them to be what we want them to be, but discovering how God has shaped them and then encouraging them to be good at what God has created them to be. And so uh, as, as adults, we can be involved in helping children not only know God, but find that sense of purpose for their life. And, and for you and I today, you know, we also have a mission. I love that teaching of Paul where he says we've been saved and called with a holy calling. You know, you're not just saved to go to heaven. You know, if we're only here to kind of love God and love each other, we might as well go to heaven right now. You know, what, what are we waiting for? Uh, when we baptize people, we might as well just hold them under a little longer <laughs> until all the bubbles are gone. Uh, I, I know you don't do that, that, that at your church there. Uh, but we're not just here to know God. We're not just saved. We are called with a holy calling. Every one of us have a contribution to make. And we have this inbuilt desire to, to do something with our lives. Uh, I like this one description is that your mission is at the intersection of what you're good at what you care about and the needs of the world. And so if you could reflect on what, what, what are you good at? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What are your abilities? What do you care about? Where's your passion? Where's your interest? Where's your curiosity? And thirdly, what are the needs of the world? Right at the intersection of those three things is your mission. And so I pray this year that you'll not only know God and experience God and have a fresh revelation of who God is, but you'll find your mission, both within the church community and your neighborhood and in our world. Jesus, here he is at 12, has this sense of direction and purpose for his life. And we can have the same. It's so really, really important that we do that. And so this is a wonderful story about Jesus' childhood, age 12, and it teaches us never to underestimate the capacity of children. And so I think for those, those of us who are a little older today, uh, give some quality time and attention to a child, maybe this week. 
uh, read or tell them a story, play a game with them, ask them some questions, listen attentively. You know, uh, we don't know a lot about Jesus, but it says children ran up to Jesus. We don't have him on video, but what kind of a person do children run up to? Yeah, not someone baptized in lemon juice. And someone with a smile, someone with interest. And so take time this week, this year, to give attention to the life of a child. Maybe you even want to volunteer in children's ministry. You know, kids' ministry is not just babysitting. It's investing in the life of a child. Children are very open to knowing God, open to the gospel. And so, so maybe it's volunteering in kids' ministry this year or helping with a camp or, or in youth ministry or an outreach or program. You know, maybe we as a community, our parents and churches and community organizations and schools work together to help kids experience what Jesus is modeling here, that, that they can know God personally, that they can understand spiritual things, have a, a, a divine perspective on life, and they can know their life purpose. Imagine if all of us as a church community work together to help children have those foundations in their life. What a difference that would make. That's what Jesus is modeling here at at a very young age of 12. And so we can do that together as a community is, is, is to, to reach out and, and to help our children to experience the same thing. And then, you know, for the, those of us who are a little older now, uh, may we continue to do these things as we grow older. You, you don't stop doing those things. We, we want to embrace the wonder of childlikeness. Uh, yes, grow up, but, but don't grow, grow old. Don't lose that childlikeness. Uh, may we continue to, to know God personally, to have that foundation, that security of love of the Father every day. May, may we uh, continue to pursue and follow our curiosity in spiritual things, asking questions, uh, leaning into the mystery of all that God is and what he's doing in the world. And may we, like Jesus, know our life purpose and, and live that with real passion this year. You know, as a result of this, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and people. Isn't that a great result? And may you and I also this year grow in our wisdom, in our stature and our favor with God and people. Uh, let, let me pray for you today. God, thank you for our time together today. Thank you for Luke, who uh, in his research and preparing this gospel, listened to all the stories carefully, uh, heard about Jesus' life and chose to include this unique story of Jesus at the age of 12. And so I pray for all the kids today, all the kids in our world, in our neighborhood. Lord, may they come to know you personally. May they understand spiritual things and may they have a sense of life purpose. And, and I pray that all of us will help create environments where that becomes a reality. And for all of us, uh, teenagers, young adults, uh, adults, right up to seniors, whatever age we are today, may we never lose the wonder of childlikeness. May we know you personally today. Maybe some that are listening that aren't even sure you're real. Reveal yourself to them today. We come to Jesus as our Savior. He forgives us of our sins, but Jesus came to show us the Father, that foundation of, of, of identity and significance, and a God who loves us just as we are. May we understand spiritual things in fresh ways this year. May each of us live out our purpose 
Uh, discover our gifts, not just be spectators, but be participators, not just be members, but be ministers in the mission of the church this year. And so I pray a, a huge prayer, a blessing on each person joining us today. And we look forward to this year, maybe be a year of a blessing, a year of growing in wisdom and stature and in favor with yourself and also with the people. We ask this today in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Great to share with you today. Have a terrific day, terrific week and a terrific year. God bless. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.